Hey guys, welcome into the Corked Up Podcast episode, NFL Week 3, 2021. Episode Justin Fields is here, bitches. (laughs) That is the episode title. In fact, if you look it up, that is exactly what we're posting on on uh, on YouTube. So, uh, but Frank is correct. Um, we this is an episode we're just dedicating all to Justin Fields. You want your game picks? You're not getting them. All right, we're just talking to <laughs> Justin Fields for an hour and fifty minutes because that's all we're here to talk about. Uh, but no, on in all seriousness, Frank, we are going to be talking quite a bit about Justin Fields because yep. he was named the, the week three starter against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, but before we do that, Frank. Before we get into, you know, what's it going to look like? Because we'll talk a little bit about that when we make our picks against yeah. the Browns. I want to start here. Bears get their first win of the season. They they tried to piss it away at the end. You know, I, 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 I told did. you in our reaction video that uh, I, I knew that game was not over. Um, how, how are you feeling after that, that first win? You feeling good? You feeling like, eh, I don't know. How you feel? Well, I feel the same in the sense that like this year for me was only about Justin Fields. If you're a Bears fan and you think we had a Super Bowl aspirations, you're a meathead. Just point blank what it is. You know what I mean? So like we have just sort of uh, expedited the Justin Fields era, which it shouldn't it should have never been expedited to begin with. But I don't want to keep, you know, that's sort of a beating a dead horse there. It's here. He's he's starting or moving forward. But in terms of my outlook, it's sort of the same. And now I'm really just excited to, to let him get reps. You know what I mean? And I know we'll, we'll kind of in a little bit talk about kind of what we saw out of him this game. Final thoughts outside of the, our immediate pod reactions. Um, but, you know, that's that's my outlook. Like uh, pe- people were, for whatever reason, like down on Justin Field, like, oh, he didn't look that good. And first of all, we'll get into why he actually did look better than the stats showed. But secondly, even if he looked horrendous, that's what this is for. That's what this year is for. That's kind of what my outlook is. Whether he has, whether he breaks Justin Herbert's rookie record and he's the best rookie quarterback ever, or he looks like Peyton Manning in his rookie year and he looks really bad and really good, like kind of up and down. Like that's what this year's for. Let him develop. Let him make the mistakes. Let him learn from things. He, because we we've said this. He, from what we saw in the preseason, from what we, what he, just the way he conveys what he sees about defenses, the things that we've we've heard reporters report back from. Uh, training camp and practices, he is ready to start. He's ready to start learning on the job now to process things. And that's just what it is. I mean, do you have any any sort of different outlook or anything? No, I mean, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like, and and this was our issue coming into the season, right? We we were confused a little bit about what this season was supposed to be about. Are we competing? Are we rebuilding? Are we planning for yeah. the future? What exactly is the game plan? And I just find it funny that it's like, you know, you're making that distinction. Well, are you going to play the best person or are you going to, you know, let Justin Fields kind of make mistakes? And it's like at this point, man, like Justin Fields not only gives the Bears the best chance to win, but he's also getting that development. So why yep. wouldn't you want Justin Fields playing at, at this point? Like, I'm not going to say Andy Dalton was bad because we've seen bad. We've seen Mike yeah. Lennon. We've seen Nick Foles. We've seen Mitch Trubisky. We've seen them be bad. Chase Daniel is a starter as well. Andy Dalton did not look bad. He's just clearly not better than Justin Fields. Yep. 
even at just even at this point, Justin Fields career where he's still learning how to play football. I, I saw a lot of things that I liked. I saw some things I didn't like. I saw some really, really good passes. And I saw a rookie get picked off in a very rookie way. But that's good. To me, that's good. That needs to happen. That needs that type of stuff needs to happen to him so that he can move on and learn from it. You're not going to learn how to read that defense. They see that corner dropping back from the bench, right? Like Andy Dalton can tell you what it, you know, what you should do. Matt Nagy can tell you here's what to look for. But until he actually does it over and over and over, he's not going to learn from it. Yep. Right. So to me, that was good. I know it sounds weird because it's an interception, but that stuff needs to happen. But but so let me say this, though, Jack, because I know this is why you think it's good. But just to expound on that point, it was good because, one, it's a rep. It's real life things. You get to see how defenses are going to treat you with the ability that you have in the NFL. But two, at the press conference, when he's saying I messed up, they were in a cover zero. Yes. I thought they were sending an all-out blitzer. I, I, I identified one blitzer. They dropped their defensive end back. I didn't see it coming. I'm going to get better from that. I, th- those are the learning moments that we didn't see from Mitch. When Mitch made a throw, yeah, offensive line did, his, did their thing. They did their job, and I just got to go back to the film. that I, do. I mean, it's almost like – now, this is a little bit of a stretch, but this is how I felt after him saying that for the 15th time. It's like when people who are anti-vaxxers say, like, oh, I got to do my own research, and they have no idea how to research shit about virology <laughs> – that's what that was Mitch. I have to go back and watch the film. You don't know what you're watching, I don't think, man, because you've watched a lot of film and you ain't got better. Right. But to 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 continue on with that, I, I had a couple of notes about Justin Fields, uh, mostly likes and, and, and one really big dislike um, that I think he will get better at because he's shown. So the biggest like has been since training camp. The reports were he hasn't made the same mistake twice. Now, granted, he's going to get picked off again in his career. Quarterbacks throw interceptions that happens. I'm just saying he hasn't, you know, what they were saying was in different drills, even in the preseason, when he made a mistake, he didn't make it again. He he learned, he corrected it immediately. And he's the one thing that we were worried about in the preseason. Where we were like, oh, you know what? He didn't identify that blitzer coming. He shifted the line to the left and then the guy blitzed from the right and he got his fucking head knocked off in that preseason game. <laughs> and the commentary noted this uh, against the bank or, um, um, yeah, against the Bengals. Um, he identified the blitzer on his very first drive. Did you, did you, I was like yes. so excited when he's, I was like, oh my God. And it, that my mind went immediately back to the reporter saying he hasn't made the same mistake. And it's not like, oh, like he was right this time. It's like, that shows me he's working at this. Like he legitimately is working and he's smart enough to process that. Cause again, I don't want to say that. Cause I know I've been comparing it to Mitch. I don't want to say that Mitch didn't work hard. You can work as hard as you want. I can work as hard as I'm not making the NBA, right? It's like, it is what it is. I don't think Mitch ever really had it. No matter how hard you work, you just don't have it. And I think Fields does. Cause when he did that, I was like, oh man, this is after the game. huge for me. Yeah, and, then, right, and then after the game, when he's breaking down it. the cover yeah. zero. Yeah. Yep. Um, the other thing that I really liked, the, you, you you sort of mentioned it as well, the on-the-money throws. That throw to Allen Robbins, I mean, you lit- he literally couldn't run to him and hand that ball off better than that. That was am- – I mean, some of these throws were right on the money. Um, and it's like you're not used to – you're not used to seeing it. Third point that I had written down, running ability, I know we know he has it, but it – holy shit, dude. 
He's fast, man. It, he dude, is. it is, but it's like uh, again, it, it it I've only seen this with him and Cam Newton, and, and probably Josh Allen too, just because Josh Allen is more of a bigger guy and he's fast. They run, they like outrun people, but it looks like they're jogging. And like when he hit, he had that big third down conversion on that run. I'm like, oh shit, he's gonna get tackled. I have linebacker either took a bad angle because he didn't realize he was that fast, or he just completely got outran. And I'm like, oh, he broke one. Oh, he broke another. And I'm just like, dude, like, how does he? So, I mean, that is just gonna be a joy to watch. The only thing is, I hope, and he looked good sliding too. He looked really good sliding against the Bengals. My last point, and this this was the only like real bad that I took from it, but I I think he's gonna get this cleaned up. I think this is something he's gonna work on. I'd like to see him step up into the pocket more. There, there were like two or three distinct plays in the fourth quarter where the edge got in on him, his pocket started to collapse, and he went backwards instead of forward stepping up into it. And it's one of those things that you can get away with in college because you're able to just sort of roll out that way. In the NFL, it's a lot harder to do. These guys are just as fast as you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they are quick. Um, but again, like in terms of play calling, in terms of the game itself, I'm throwing all of that out the window because just like you said, if Dalton's healthy, we're not even talking about Justin Fields. So it's like, well, we can dig into that after this week against the Browns. But uh, that's what I noted about about Fields and really the offense in general, because at this point he is the offense. So yeah, uh, what were some of your good, some of your bad, some indifference? What did you think about his performance? Yeah, I, I want to start with the running ability because that was just, I mean, how many times did I, I felt bad for that? I, I, I'm just going to call it what it is. He was, he was a white man. He wasn't wearing <laughs> gloves or anything, so it was really <laughs> noticeable to me. I can't for the sake of me remember his name, but I mean, he he he, he tried his best, all right? He, that's all he, he, he got it done. I mean, my God, that guy just was getting fucking destroyed by Justin Field. Like, there were just some of those plays where it's like, he, he's starting to run and you're like, all right, it's probably going to be like, what, three yards out of bounds. And it's like, then he like, he like keeps running and you're like, damn, he's fast. And then he runs and he gets like a 10 yard gain and steps out of bounds. It's like, shit, man. <laughs> like he's, he's deceptively quick. At least that's from, from our vantage point for sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a tale as old as time, I guess. I mean, wide receivers are going to have to help out rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. I know they that those numbers look a lot better. And honestly, that game gets put away. If Allen Robinson catches that touchdown, the game's over like that. That needed to be caught. I get Allen Robinson isn't used to having deep balls just drop right in the bread basket. All right. But you got to get used to it. All right. He probably that was probably the first time in Allen Robinson's career that that ball was perfectly. I mean, he was yeah. probably like, what do I what do I do with this? Like, I, I got nothing. You know, you look at his quarterback history and it's not often. Um, but what I will say, Frank, is that that is what I what you and I, every Bears fan has been looking for, for Matt Nagy to say, all right, I trust my quarterback. The ball isn't going to go 18 feet over the head. The yep. quarterback has a good feel for the deep ball. Let's try some deep passes. I mean, you know, Darnell Mooney, you, you got it. You got to help your quarterback out like you got to lay out for a couple of these. Like there was, just, yep. There was two of them. It's it's what we talked about in, in the, in the, you know, I don't want to get too much into this because, you know, we did talk about in the, in the, you know, initial reaction to the game, but the bears, they, they still need that like electric game breaking guy. And, and Allen Robinson should be that, especially in a contract year. If he's looking to get paid, he needs to make catches like that. I'm hoping that, you know, you, 
Uh, Frank, I, I try not to buy into this stuff too much, but I mean, you definitely saw a little bit more emotion, a little bit more engagement from the offensive players when. Oh Justin yeah! Oh yeah! It, it's 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 hard not to imagine that they're like fucking finally Jesus Christ! But then you got to go out and help the kid out. You know, yeah. like he's making the from what I've seen, he's making the right reads. He's he's putting the ball where it needs to go. I mean, there's definitely a couple times where I think he missed a player or two, but I would say for the most part, most part, he was making the correct reads in those 13 throws. He he made the the correct reads, and he was putting the ball exactly where it needed to be. Dude, it's, his his ball placement is incredible. I mean, we haven't good. seen this. We haven't seen this since like prime J, and we know the issues with all that. But like, just being able to put the ball where you where it needs to be on a dime. I, yeah. I mean, and but but the other thing going into that, this was a point that I had and I just forgot to write down. Um, I w- was it the quarterbacks coach or the receivers coach, and and that also reminded me to to one of your points in the preseason. He's throwing to people who aren't open necessarily. Like yeah. they're not like wide open. Like they're they're right. NFL open, right? Like they're they got a yard of separation, and he's not scared to make that throw. I don't know when is the that was like one of the biggest knocks on Jay was like he wouldn't throw you open you had to be open you know and like Mitch couldn't do that like this kid and and, and to me I just really attribute that to an elite you know a, an elite ability to read a defense you know where your receiver's running you know where the pocket's gonna be or the window is gonna be in that defense and I'm gonna make the throw anyway because I trust my receiver is gonna be where he's supposed to and we're seeing that consistent we've seen that consistently since the preseason. And that is fucking impressive from a rookie. And again, stats and things and, and, and this and that for this whole year, I'm not banking on it. These are the things that I'm looking for out of a rookie, right? Yeah. It's like, this is, and, and, and he's, again, he just continues to check the boxes, man. Yeah. I mean, for me, this is, you know, this is the last point I want to make about the offense, but I do want to talk about the defense, kind of what we think yep, about, same. you know, how they played. And then obviously we'll get into our picks and everything like that. And obviously preview the, the week three matchup against the Cleveland Browns. Frank, the, the, there is something that, you know, obviously as a Bears fan, I know you didn't really experience, but as a Colts fan, I did, you know, Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, to me, there was, I'm not saying that Justin Fields will necessarily be, no doubt about it, as good as them. Because he's going to be better. He's going to be better. But to me, there's just like, there's when you have that established quarterback, there's like a sense of, there, there's just not that anxiety that you feel. It's like, man, what the fuck next play is this going to be? Like, mm-hmm. you just really don't know. You have that confidence that Justin Fields is going to make the right play. Whereas like, and I know it, it, it's unfair to Mitch, but it will be. I mean, they're going to be compared the rest of their lives. Just that's just the way it is. But I mean, like from play to play, you're like, where is Mitch going to go with I this know. ball? Like you just don't know when he's going to make that mistake. I, I mean, very rarely do you feel like he's going to make the right play. Where Justin Fields, it's like even if he even if he misses a throw, or you know, Darnell Mooney maybe doesn't catch one, you're like. You, you know, at some point they're going to connect. And it's like, we've talked about this with Pat Mahomes. We've talked about this with, you know, Russell Wilson, with these top tier guys. You're like, even if they punt, you're like, that's ah, fine. They'll get them on the next drive. I liked what I saw from that. Like that type of stuff where it's like, you're not, 
living or dying on every yep. single play and every single drive where it's like, we need this first down. It's like, now nah, we can get them, you know, a little bit later. I like some of the, what I saw from there. That anxiety just was not there with Justin Fields. You trust that he knows what he's seeing and he will make the correct play. So that's that's definitely what I saw, what I felt just from my experience with, I agree. with you know, good quarterbacks. I totally agree. I, t- I mean, we, we can switch over to the defense. I think I said uh, everything I wanted to with uh, about Fields and the offense. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just dive right in because, uh, you know, obviously the defense definitely bounced back uh, in, in a much needed way against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I mean, damn, man, they they turned it up a little bit. The, the first half, you know, pretty good. No points. Looked pretty solid. And then that second half came and they just they just obliterated any confidence that Joe Burrow had. And, yeah, you know, they, they obviously let him back in the game. Um, you know, I think a lot of that was just prevent defense, trying not to lose that type of stuff, which we've come to expect from the Bears. Uh, but it was very encouraging to see some of that playmaking finally happen. We, I mean, that was shades of 2018. I'm not saying they were as good because they definitely would have let those guys back in the game, but Eddie Jackson making a play, mm-hmm. Robert Quinn getting a couple sacks, and then obviously making a very stupid decision uh, to bump Joe Burrow on, on, on the sidelines. But on the field, that was encouraging. It, it was just nice to see, Frank. Because that, that's what this defense is really going to need to do if this is going to be a playoff team. I agree. No, I mean, they obviously looked a lot better um, than week one against the Rams, but they still don't give me that elite 2018 feel. Yeah. This, this feels like, do you remember 2017 before we got Khalil Mack, where it was like, man, we're like one pass rusher away. And Khalil Mack wound up being that guy in 2018. Where you're like, man, if we just had like the one and do because like, they were top ten defense that year, yeah. But it was just like it just feels like we're missing. It. We give up maybe a little bit too much yardage, maybe a little bit too much bend but don't break. And then Cleo Mack kind of came in and solidified what was like the number one defense uh, in the league in 2018. It gave me like the 2017 vibes where it was like, yeah, yeah, we make plays, we're good, but we we need the offense to step up more than they might be capable of doing, especially with Andy Dalton in the picture, like as the starter, I should say. Yeah. Um, but it was refreshing to see at least them look competent because there were there were plays in week one where you're like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> that being said, speaking of incompetence, the, the safety still don't. I know Eddie Jackson made made the fumble, play, but they're getting beat over the top. Just like that. That touchdown is our chase. Yeah. And but I mean, but they're getting beat in a way that we don't see that from Bears defenses. Yeah. You know what? I, especially not two weeks in a row. And there was two plays in week one and then one play. And it's just like. We've never, I don't know, it's just, it's, 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 it's strange. It's, you know, one thing that I'll say about, you know, we, we, we do give Matt Nagy praise when he deserves it, but we are critical of him when he, when he deserves it as well. And I, I think we're starting to see some, uh, a very noticeable pattern from last year into this year. They're, there's, they're way too undisciplined. They, yeah. they make a lot of mental mistakes that they did not make early on with Matt Nagy as the head coach. That was one of the things that we really did like about him when it came to the type of guy that he was. But like the defense, you you know, obviously I just mentioned Robert Quinn. Like you can't be doing that. Travis or uh, uh, to Gibson at the beginning of the game, getting the taunting. I understand the taunting flag is, is probably the worst rule in sports just in general right now. But guess what? It's a rule. 
Yep. You need to you need to play by the rules. You can't be doing that and costing your team yard it. Like this team is just very undisciplined in certain areas, and they just make a lot of mental mistakes that we're like you said we're just very not really used to seeing. Um, the last thing I would want to say, Frank, about the the defense, you know, the game against the Bengals, just overall, it, it is really hard for me to understand why Roquan Smith does not get the national attention that he really does deserve. He's a Bears middle linebacker. Like that's yeah. that go that's basically the same thing as as a as a Packers quarterback. Like that is a staple yep. of the Chicago Bears. And, and man, he is legit. He is a legit dude who can make the plays when they need to be made. And he needs to start getting some respect on his name. I agree. No, I mean, he's a stud, man. I, I the, the fact that he was off quite a few lists in the offseason with like, I mean, there was even one that was like players under 25 or something. Like, how the fuck is Roquan not on that list? Like, what yeah. the hell are we doing? I mean, he could legitimately be a top, like in the NFL top 100, he had that good of a year last year. Like, he's a really good player. And for those who've been listening for a while, you certainly know I'm not biased towards just because he's a bear. Like, I will fucking trash someone if they're a bear, if they're not performing well. We're but, more likely to give them shit than praise them. Like, let's be I, No, one, I mean, I, I, I agree. I, I, I've been <laughs> scorned being a Chicago fan my whole life. How could I not? But, I mean, he is he is a baller, man. I mean, he, he can play. He needs to get more recognition. And to be honest with you, I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. I know players want to act like they don't care about that. Yes, you do. And you should. These are, these are reporters that cover the game. These are our coaches that have input on some of these lists. You should, that should bother you. Like, I, I know, I know they want to act like it doesn't. That's how, no, 100%. It's to say like, it's, it's, I know it's not the same as the NBA, but like in certain instances, and even in the NFL, that can affect how much you're offered. Like if you're looked at in the light of someone, you can now get that type of money. And it's like the, the, the NBA has it like very strictly, like if you don't make all NBA, you can't, you're not a max player. You know what I mean? Like, so there's a little bit different, but that's why you care because it doesn't, it can affect your money 100%. And you look for that respect amongst your peers and, yeah, and I mean, you know, that, that kind that's of stuff. With, that's with everything. You know what yeah. I mean? You think of like musicians, like, of course they, they like money and they like this, but like, imagine like if you're a rapper or any sort, sort of artist and your favorite artist, your favorite rapper is like, yo, I see you. You're like, I made it. That's it. You know what yep. I mean? Like, yep. but, but on the flip side, you could be a fucking billionaire rapper. And then your favorite rapper is like, nah, you're trash. You'd be like, fuck, dude. Did my favorite, you know what I mean? Like, it just hits you different. But it's just, yeah. I, it's like, it's the same thing. Like, these reporters and things aren't showing in that type of love. It's like, what the hell is going on right here? You know what I mean? Like, there, speaking of love, Frank, there is one last thing I needed to talk about. And, and we need to, we need to give some love to Jalen Johnson, Bears yeah, cornerback man. one, because he is, you know, we, we, we had that feeling that, that that was kind of what the Bears were thinking as well. But, you know, who really knows what the Bears are doing? No one does. All right. And, you know, Kyler Fuller, Kyle Fuller walking, you know, this is something else maybe we'll talk about when we get to the Brown stuff, because I know we spend a lot of time just talking Bears right now. But, um, I mean, you let Kyle Fuller go with the, I, I guess, the hopes of just Jalen Johnson being able to kind of take up that task. But, man, imagine if you had both of them right now. <laughs> like, you'd be in a pretty good situation. Uh, Jalen Johnson is is a legit cornerback one, and I, I think people will start to learn his name in the same vein as, as Roquan Smith. So, uh, did you have anything else that you wanted I, to talk about, or can yeah. we get into our picks? So, I, last thing just to add to that, and and this just goes probably to how scorn I am as a Bears fan. 
every time he makes a play, Jalen Johnson, I'm like, we shouldn't have let Kyle Fuller go. Like, and it has nothing to do with Jalen. We, when we drafted him, his draft profile, he was only a second rounder because of injuries. Yeah. Like this kid is oozing with talent. He's a legitimate quarterback one, cornerback one, I'm sorry. But it's like, we, we had one of those two, like we can have two corner ones right now. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And we chose Jimmy Grant. Like that's where my mind goes. And it, again, I want him to continue to ball because quite frankly, he has to. Yeah. Like he, he is in a sink or swim situation. We need the kid. You know, we absolutely need him. But it's like, just like you said, like, man, like it's like that Wolverine meme where like you're looking at the picture of Kyle Fuller, like <laughs> and, and him together. Like there has to be a picture of them like hugging or high five. And you're just like, oh, man, like there's what could have been? There's, there's a Bears – I mean, I feel like Bears fans are just constantly looking at that picture because not everything is – nothing's ever in the perfect place. Like, yeah. there's always something. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's just it's, always something. But man. the other thing that really bothers me is I, I, I know with as bad as the safeties has been ha, have been in coverage this season, I don't think they're – like, the, having Kyle Fuller as the other corner covers that up quite a bit, I think. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's that's sort of where the bitterness comes in. But he, on an individual level, has looked very good. And and if he stays healthy, I I think he can continue to do that. Because remember, when we drafted him, we had specifically said like this may be the end. We may not re-sign Cal Fuller when his contract's up, because this kid may take be, his spot. Like yep. he's that good. He has that type of talent. Um, and then someone would be willing to give, you know, or make. Kyle Fuller, their cornerback one, and we're probably willing to pay him as a cornerback two because of him. And it just happened earlier than it should have, is all it is. Agreed. And uh, there is uh, some other stuff we want to get into, but we'll save that uh, when we talk Bears-Browns. Yep. Um, so let's get into our game picks this week, Frank. Um, not going to spend a ton of time. There, there, there's some games that I, we I just don't need to really do a deep dive into. For example, Thursday night football this week, Panthers at the Houston Texans. Uh, obviously, uh, Tyrod Taylor, I talked a little bit about him on the fantasy podcast. Um, so go check that out on YouTube. It's only it's YouTube exclusive. Go watch us on there. Uh, but Tyrod Taylor did not finish the game last week against the Browns. Uh, he was playing really, really well. So it's it's it, you feel bad for him to a degree because you're like, he just he, he can't stay healthy. Like It, it sucks. Yeah, but yeah, um, Davis Mills is the starting quarterback to Sean Watson. It's he just no he's like nah nope nope I, I i don't care i don't care that this team has actually looked pretty solid i'm not playing for this team ever again <laughs> so uh davis mills is the quarterback frank with that being said it's got to be panthers all the way right yeah i'm going panthers i mean even if tyrod played man this panthers defense seems like they're legit they've invested a lot of draft capital and a lot of free agent money in there and they look good they look really yeah. good so i think they would probably even beat them with uh with tyrod and be yeah, i'm going panthers all right, Panthers for me as well. Uh, a game that's really interesting to me that it's a noon game. I know they're in Kansas City, um, so that's obviously central time, but it's just interesting. I don't know why. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs. This should be a really, really fun game. Uh, Frank, are, are you breaking the rule this week? Are you breaking the rule of, of picking against the Chiefs? There's zero shot that I'm breaking the rule picking against the Chiefs. I mean, you're you're talking about a, a, a heroic effort on Lamar Jackson's part in that fourth quarter to get them that win. And it's like it's games like that. That that's what it takes to beat the Chiefs. I don't know if the Chargers got that, man. I mean, we know who Lamar, we know what Lamar does. That, that kid's a stud. And I like Justin Herbert, but you know, his coach isn't gonna be saying, Hey, Justin, we go for this on fourth and one. They're punting that fucking ball. You hear me, Jackie? They're, they they don't got Lamar that. over there. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going Chiefs. I'm going with the Chiefs as well. The Chargers just right now aren't scoring enough touchdowns. Like the, Justin is is putting up numbers, he's putting up yards, but they're they're just not getting in the end zone enough. And and if you can't get in the end zone against the Kansas City Chiefs, I, I really don't like your chances there. Uh, Arizona at Jacksonville, Frank. Again, I mean this is a no doubt, right? Arizona yeah. all the way. Arizona all the way. There's no shot in picking the Jaguars. Yeah, I, I talked about it a, l- a little bit as well in the fantasy podcast. I think, I think Kyler Murray might be might might get his MVP this year. Man, he looks really looks really fucking good. Uh, offensively, they need him to be that type of quarterback, and and he seems to have taken that step. So that's fun to watch. Uh, I'm going Arizona as well. I want nothing to do with Jacksonville. Man, they they I know. I, Trevor Lawrence. He, <laughs> I mean, he, he hasn't has been a- very good, Frank. He hasn't been, but, but, but again, if I'm a Jaguars fan, I I would say the same exact thing that I'm saying about Justin Fields. It doesn't, I, I, you, you didn't go into this year expecting to make the playoffs or expecting to be a Super Bowl team just because you got Trevor Lawrence. Like this is the, get him out there, let him play. And whatever happens, happens. If he plays well enough to make you a playoff team, sure. Get your hopes up. But to go into the year that way, I think is. You, it's, you would be it's you would be a meatball, sure. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's asinine. I I agree. But with that being said, I I mean, it, it's interesting to me that those those days of like they they kind of came and went. Those the 2012 quarterbacks who like came in and made teams instant Super Bowl yeah. contenders, like that was like the new age, the new era of what we're supposed to be in. And and rookies seem to kind of have started to go back backwards towards this uh the, the the trend of needing a couple years to marinate they're not necessarily jumping into the nfl right away and i think that's just how the, the league has caught up defenses have started yep. to kind of figure out the spread offense uh the rpo stuff i know you've talked about this as yep. well um so yeah yeah arizona all the way no doubt uh and then we're already here frank i, I know we just finished talking about them but but we're here we are again bears browns in Cleveland, Justin Fields' first start. Frank, I, I'm not gonna even going to wait for you this time. I'm picking the Bears, all right? I'm picking the Bears because the Cleveland Browns have looked like ass when they've played good quarterbacks. And Frank, come on. It's, you, how are you going to pick against Justin Fields and the Bears? Tell me how you're doing it because I know you're not picking them. No, I'm going with the Bears as well. Absolutely, you fucking I'm, are. I'm going with the Bears as well. I, I think... um especially with Jarvis Landry out, I, you know, that receiving core doesn't scare me. Odell may be playing. He's got to see Jalen Johnson. They, he, he, that, that's who he's got to see all in his face and coming off an ACL week, you know, for your very first week this season, I don't like your chances, Odell. You listening to me? Uh, <laughs> no, but you know what? And, and sort of breaking down, I, I kind of want to get into what I want to see. Uh, and then I'll, I'll throw it to you. Sure. You know, we, we had a quick phone call once Justin Fields got, uh, became the starter and it sort of started gearing like, okay, what can this offense look like? The one thing we know, Justin Fields holds the ball longer than Andy Dalton, which to me, again, is, is more of a positive than it's a negative. It, it becomes a negative when you become Carson Wentz and like, you're like frantic and don't always know what to do because you're holding it too long. It becomes great when you're Deshaun Watson, when you're Russell Wilson, because you're looking plays through, you're getting through your reads, you're trying to take deep shots. And I think he's more in that realm versus a Carson Wentz type of run where you're holding the ball too long in a negative way. Um, so what I want to see is, all right, Nagy, like let's, let's get, because even in the first quarter with Dalton, 
There was some intermediate routes. There was a deep shot. Like, all right, this is what we're this is what we're working with. And the one thing that I've noticed, I think I've come to the conclusion when we get really frustrated with Matt Nagy, not not to say, oh, like he maybe he might be a great play caller. I still don't think he's a good play caller, but he gets. It, it, have you noticed this trend as well? He gets very conservative against good defenses. You yeah. think of like the Rams games over the last couple of years. Um, there was another, I, I'm, I should have wrote it down. I'm blanking on it from, from last year. It was a really good deal. Oh, uh, uh, the Saints game in the playoffs where it's like, this is your chance right here. Like we need, and it, everything was under, you're like, okay, here's it's first quarter. You're like, all right, let's get this Nickelodeon game out the way. But it's like the Browns aren't that. So I think he's going to have the confidence to draw up some plays that may be a seven step drop back that may take four or five seconds to develop three seconds to develop versus just a quick underneath routes. Yeah. Maybe I'm being hopeful, but that's, that's what I want to see. Um, I also, I, I also want to see again, and, and I don't think this is too quick of a turnaround with the adjustments we've seen from Justin Fields thus far. I want to see him really step into the pocket with some of these throws. Cause again, the throws were on the money for the most part, but there were a couple where I thought could have been a little bit better, or he could have rolled out a little bit easier or the, a couple sacks that he just didn't step into the pocket when it was there, when the edges collapsed around him. So I want to see a little bit more of that um, going into it. Uh, the other thing is, too, is like support him with the run game, man. I know that's what we wanted forever, but it's like you can't just all of a sudden do this thing again where I got my guy, I got confidence, we're going to throw the ball 50 times. Like, no, let Monty eat. Monty looks like physically don't come at me with the fantasy guy he looks like a top five running back just look at the way he's running if he can do that for for 17 games would it shock you if he had 1300 rushing yards 1400 i mean he looks really this is the best i've seen him yeah he like i know he shed 10 15 pounds or whatever it was he it looks like it it looks like he's quicker it looks like he's faster he has that breakaway speed now and i think you got to keep feeding him man not not only not only just to support Justin Fields, but it's because like that just gives you a good chance to win no matter who's back there. Like this kid's yeah. running the ball well. Get him and the he, fucking rock. He's he's doing exactly what what his profile was coming out of Iowa State, where he's just breaking tackles left yep. and right. Like he, yep. I mean, he's really he he is he's a guy you can trust. You can rely on him to to do it. And I think the Bears offensive line is a little bit better when it comes to the run blocking. Than, they are than interior. Blocking. That interior Jack yeah. is fucking nasty. Yeah. They, they it, are just it's been good. big and nasty and ugly. And I fucking love them. I love that interior <laughs> line, dude. I, I, I think, I think, you know, I, I really want to see this offense with Tariq Cohen, if I'm being honest with you, because I, I really think he would give them a really good pass catching option. Uh, Damian Williams just really hasn't done a whole lot to, to really impress me. I haven't heard anything about Tariq Cohen, which is making me a little I know, skeptical. I, I'm, I'm um, excited about that. Frank, what I want to see from this offense, a couple things, uh, at, uh, during the press conference after the game, uh, a, a reporter asked Matt Nagy what the playbook really looked like for Justin Fields. And, and, and Matt Nagy said the playbook was open. And if you recall a couple of years ago, um, he said that with Mitch, it was about, what was it, a quarter a third, or a third of it was being used. Yep. There was still like 66% that wasn't even being implemented in the game plan. So I want to see if, the, if, the, if he's being truthful, because we know Matt Nagy recently has uh, decided to kind of hide away the truth for some fucking strange reason. If that playbook is as wide open as we've been told that it is, I want to see what it looks like. 
because the, he's Same. not going to get a better opportunity. Let's say this, because we, we he's also said that Andy Dalton is a starter if he's healthy, right? This, this may be one of the very few chances until the end of the season when things don't matter, uh, potentially, where we get to see Justin Fields as the starter. So if if he is starting, I want to see that playbook wide open. I want to see yep. everything that Matt Nagy has to offer because this may be our our one true test to see what kind of play caller, what kind of offense Matt Nagy can come up with. And that being said, leads into my my second point that I want to see. I want to see why we invested so much capital into the tight end position. I want to see them used. I mean, now it's being now we're being told that Jimmy Graham is matchup dependent. What? Why? Why is he on the roster? Why did we get rid of Charles Leno? Why did we get rid of Kyle Fuller for a tight end who is matchup dependent? What? It was. It, he's not even being used. I, it, that that blew my mind to hear Matt Nagy admit that. And Cole Komet, listen, I, I get it, Frank. You, you and I have talked about this when it comes to fantasy. Tight ends usually take a lot longer to develop into true pass catching weapons. TJ Hawkinson, I think, is a great example, right? For he comes out of Iowa, everyone's drafting him. They're like, oh fuck, this kid's gonna be a fucking stud. And his rookie season goes by, and he's like, yeah, it's fine. And then you see what he's been doing. You saw what he did last night against uh, or two nights ago against Green Bay, where he's just dominating. Like, so I, I I'll give Cole Komet that that grace period. But Matt Nagy needs to maybe make him more of a focal point of the offense. We need to see why tight ends. I mean, he was their first pick in the second round. He was that first pick, and it was a tight end. That's a lot of draft capital for a guy that hasn't really done a whole lot this season. So to me, I need Matt Nagy to show me why Cole Komet was drafted that high. Right? It's not just on Cole Komet. He needs to play better. But I need him to have that opportunity to, to Explain to me why we invested that capital that that the Bears did. I agree. No, I agree. I think so. The the only thing that I have in mind for defense, um, I I wanted. So let me say this. The reason why I I, I had this thought is because the whole talk of the offseason when we decided to promote Sean Desai, the defensive coordinator, was look, he is Vic Fangio's prodigy. He's going to be the guy to bring them back to that form. I think this is the game where you have a chance to prove that. Like, show me that. And what I mean by that is be aggressive. We know what the Browns, uh, what what they do best, and that's run the football. They're a running the football team. Baker is a solid quarterback. He's a good quarterback even. They just lost Jarvis Landry. We don't know if Odell is going to play, but even if he does, he's coming off an ACL. Like, throw nine guys in the box. Send exotic blitzes. Show me something. Because the one thing I will say, and this is what I failed to say uh, about the defense uh, earlier, is I saw more stunts this week on the defensive line than we did week one, which was wonderful. You're freeing up. You're you're confusing the offensive line a little bit. You're having having your defensive ends, well, you're really outside linebackers, go against guards because they're going the other way. Like, that looked good. So maybe he started starting to get a little more comfortable, reeling it out. But this is the time where you're like, look, make Baker beat me. If you're gonna beat me, it's it's because Baker is beating me. You can't let you can't let Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt beat you. You just can't because we know that that's their strength. They're yeah. gonna Nick Chubb is gonna get 20 touches. Uh, Kareem Hunt's gonna get 12 to 15, and then whatever's left is how many times Baker's gonna throw the ball. I'll take my chances with that. I'll take my chances with 
what we got going with our corners. Hopefully, our, I mean, I, they don't really have a deep threat too. That's the other thing. Our safety have, has our safeties haven't looked great. But who are you worried about? Yeah, they don't have a Cooper Cup. They don't have a uh, Jamar Chase. That's what I mean. They don't have burners. Like Donovan Peoples-Jones is solid. They're okay. Jarvis Landry, even if he's healthy, he's a slot guy that's going across the field. They don't – Odell could be that if he's fully healthy, but we don't know if he is. Like, dude, this is the game on the defensive side. I want to see the hype about Sean Desai. I want to see him completely outdo their offensive coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's a very reasonable expectation. I think – um, the pass rush, you know, Robert Quinn, like I said, two sacks last week, they gave him one after the game, um, which I think it was just for guiding uh, Joe Burrow out, out, out of bounds and then nudging him a little bit. So, um, you know, it's not necessarily your traditional sack, but uh, Khalil Mack, like, you got to show me something, man. You got to show me if you're still that guy or not, because I think that'll help determine what direction the Bears go if they, you know, decide to sign certain guys or bring guys back. But you know, Keem Hicks, like this is, this is the one of those games where you expect the Bears defense to really dominate, to really that yep. run defense looks still looks really solid that, you know, they, they did the, they did their job against Joe Mixon, right? They, they really did. They really took him out of the game and made him ineffective. So um, yeah, I, th- I think that's absolutely reasonable. Um, but yeah, I feel comfortable going with the Bears. It's, it's the one time this, this year that I, that I'm picking them and I feel good about it, Frank. Same. I'm right there with you. Let's uh let's keep going with our other picks. Um we got another noon game, Washington football team at Buffalo Bills. Uh, you know, obviously things got a little bit back on track for the Buffalo Bills last week, winning 35 nothing. We'll do that for you. Uh do you feel good about again with their chances against Washington? I do. And and Washington has a good defense, but they 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 rely heavily on that front seven. And I think with a mobile guy like Josh Allen, he's gonna, you know. He's going to do what he wants with that. I mean, not to say the secondary is bad, but it certainly isn't the strength of their team. Uh, I'm going with the Bills in that matchup. I'm going with the Bills as well. And I, I got to be honest, Frank, I love Taylor Heineke. I really do. He's just, fun to watch. He's just a fun, entertaining guy. I know he's probably not going to be like their, you know, QB one of the future, but he's just entertaining, man. Yeah. Uh, Indianapolis at Tennessee. Frank, I put a big asterisk next to this one, and I'm guessing you can figure out why. Yeah, Carson Wentz. I mean, I think even if Wentz plays, I just like the Titan. I ha- I haven't really liked everything that I've seen out of Wentz. I mean, since Philly. And maybe some of it's confirmation bias, and it's only been two weeks here. I get it. But I just don't like him as a quarterback. I, I he, He's like, someone explained it perfectly. It's like everything that he does is a struggle. Like, just dropping back <laughs> looks like a fucking struggle. It's like, it's like this frantic, like, it gives me anxiety watching this guy. It's like everything is like, whoa. Oh, I'm going to roll him back. And, and it's like, he doesn't know when to give up on a play. So it's like a 15 second play. And he's just going and ducking 15 tackles and going and spraying his ankle one play. And then he gets back up. So he's hopping on the left leg. I mean, dude, like he is frustrating, but it, it, it obviously still gives him the best chance to, to win. But even if he was in there, I don't have the asterisk. I'm going Titans. With, with uh, Carson Wentz and I, I'm going to go with the Colts because this is pretty much the season right here. They, they need to win yeah. this game or it's, it's pretty much over. And I will say, you know, as much as Carson, as, as much as Cooper Cup was absolutely torching the Colts, I mean they they were in that game pretty yep. much the entire time. So, you know, I, I think this Titans team is pretty weak, and the Colts have had a pretty good track record against the Titans just overall. So I think this could be a get right game for them. I just haven't liked what I've seen from that Titans offense at all. Like it just it doesn't really make me that nervous. 
Um, if Carson Wentz is not playing, I will obviously be going with the Tennessee Titans because I don't like Jacob Eason at all. He's not a very good quarterback. Um, all right. New Orleans, New England, Frank. Which way are you going here? I, I'm going with the Patriots, man. I, I mean, I love Jameis. I think that, that it's good. I've been on record saying that quite a bit. But these are the defenses that he struggles against. The exotic, show you different looks, pre and post snap. I think Bill, I I think Bill is going to cook something up for him really, really well. I also, there, so there's this theory too, and it's not actually a theory, it is a thing. Yeah. Pay attention to who he, for fantasy, pay attention to who he praises in his press conference going into the game and you sit him immediately because he, <laughs> like anyone that he praises, whether it's a receiver or running back, a quarterback you know on the other team, yeah. that's who he's targeting and that's who he's shutting down because that's always been his philosophy. I'm going to shut down. You have to beat me a different way. If you're going to beat me, fine, but you're not going to beat me using your best player or this player yeah. that I think, you know, has the best chance to beat me. So I don't know if he named Jameis. I don't know if the press conference happened just yet, but if he did, woo, am yeah. I going to be up? But I, either way, I, I, I'm going Pats. Yeah, give me give me Patriots in New England. I, I I don't know if I'll ever really pick against them in New England. I just don't yeah. I just don't buy it a whole lot. Um, an interesting game to me is Atlanta at the New York Giants. Uh, and interesting in the sense that I, I you know before the season, take a look. Hey, I'm going Falcons all the way, but <laughs> nope. I'm going with the Giants, Frank, because uh, Daniel Jones, listen, I know he hasn't won a lot of games, but he looks he looks confident. All right. Yeah, that's probably the best thing I could say about him. Whereas Matt Ryan, he looks like he's he's probably hit that wall. Right. I, well, I, I think the Giants have shown me more on both sides of the ball. Yeah. You know, it's it's their defense isn't good, but it isn't awful. The offense isn't great, but it's not bad. Like they're sort of that mid, they feel like a more of a middling team. The Falcons look like they have the potential to be the worst team in the league. Like they look bad. Yeah, they look real, real bad. So uh, it sounds like we're both going Giants. Yep. Uh, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Uh, Frank, I'm going Cincinnati in this one. I'm going Cincy because I don't know, man. I just, I, it's, it's getting really hard for me to trust the Steelers at this point with Ben Roethlisberger because he just doesn't look. Yeah. Good. He just doesn't. Yeah. I'm going Bengals. So I, I thought I was being sneaky picking the Bengals, uh, but we were on the same page there. I think so. So honestly, the, the biggest thing with me, it's obviously Ben. I mean, his arm just isn't what it used to be, but they can't get the run game going, man. Yeah. Like, and this is dating back to before last season. Like that offensive line has really since Love Bell left. They haven't. Well, Connor had that. Well, James Connor had one really good year. Then he got banged up. The offensive line has been banged up. And they just haven't been able to rebuild it. Like Najee Harris is talented as all hell. We saw that on the the touchdown that he had, the touchdown pass that he had, or catch that he had. Um, but they just can't create holes for no matter no, no matter who it is back there. Uh, and I think with an aging quarterback like that, I don't like your chances against a solid. Like the Bengals are a solid team. Like I, yeah. I think they're they're going in there and winning this. But that being said, it also wouldn't surprise me. And it, this isn't swaying my pick or anything. But it wouldn't surprise me if the Steelers like defense wins these types of games because they're oh, yeah. still a really good defense yeah no i i totally agree uh obviously if tj watt plays that that could change things for yeah. sure but i just like the Bengals, man i i, I like what they're i've seen team. from them that'll be the third week in a row that i've taken the Bengals to to win a game so you know let's see if we can go two for three uh ravens at the lions uh you know give detroit some credit they hung in there they they hung in there for a half they looked pretty solid 
and then they, they just got their asses kicked yeah. in the second half. Um, I, I'm going Ravens. I, I don't know. If there's no, gonna, there's no yeah, shot. I'm picking the Lions here. Yeah, I'm yeah. going Ravens. Give and give Lamar credit. He he played a hell of a game. He um, looked great, man. Yeah, that that was really impressive, and I think that was much needed uh, for him moving forward. Uh, yeah, and then we got uh, the the New York Jets at Denver. Um, Frank, I'm going Broncos. I, I I doubt I'll pick the Jets to win a game this season. I'm going Broncos as well. I think uh, I I don't know if I'm that low on the Jets just yet. Um, but I mean, this is a tough draw. I we're not high on Zach Wilson, but I will say he's had some tough defenses <laughs> to start his fucking career, man. That is rough. I mean, not now he's going week three against the Broncos. Um. Yeah, that's well. Even though they don't have Bradley Chubb, he's out for six to eight weeks. But regardless, I mean, you still got Von Miller coming at you. You still have that secondary. Yeah, this isn't a good matchup for them, I don't think. Were you uh, Were you happy to see your boy Cortland Sutton falling out a Ball little bit? Out, baby. He's looked good, and I started him pretty much everywhere. Which was there really you go. Cool. There yeah. you go. I'm starting was... again. I'm starting again because I don't think the Jets are going to do shit to him. Uh, then we got the Miami Dolphins at the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, obviously, Tua will not be playing this one. It's already been confirmed that Jacoby Brissett is going to be the starter. Uh, Frank, with that being said, I'm definitely going with the Raiders to win this game. How about you? I feel like I didn't pick very many upsets this week. The Raiders have looked phenomenal for two weeks, and the Dolphins have not. This is the <laughs> NFL. The Dolphins are winning just because of that. No matter who's playing quarterback, they're getting in there. But this leads me, I don't know if you had an overreaction to the to the week. I, I had one uh, spawning from the Dolphins. Tua Tungabailoa is a bad quarterback, dude. I, I'm out on him. I, I don't know if I was ever really high on him, but I was one of those guys that was like highly touted. You know, don't take away too much from last year outside of the fact that the coach didn't trust him closing games for some reason. And now it's like, I'm, I'm like, he, I mean, he looks like a left-handed Mitch. It looks like he doesn't know what he's seeing out there. Yeah, and, and mean, honestly, he might be less athletic than Mitch. Like he doesn't, he's not the most mobile guy. No, and that was never really his thing. He was no, more that, of a right, pocket exactly. guy. He was more yeah. of a pocket guy, and he just doesn't look like he knows what he's looking at out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll get to my overreaction in in, in a second here because it's the team that we're we're going to be talking about. Um, Tampa Bay at the Rams. Um, Frank, who who are you going with as this one? I'm going Rams. I'm Me going too. Rams. I, I haven't I haven't liked what I saw out of Tampa Bay's pass defense. And Matty, I or Matt, Matty Stafford has looked fucking great. I mean, he's yeah. looked good, man. I so I I mean it's gonna be one of those games where I think he's gonna drop back 50, 60 times to throw. Cause you can't run the ball against the Bucs. You just can't. Like if I'm a team that has confidence in my quarterback, I'm running the ball five times and we're just slinging it the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh and I think that's what's gonna happen, and I think the Rams are gonna pull out a shootout. Yeah, I, I'm going with the Rams as well. But with that being said, this is my overreaction. Tom Brady is going to he's going to play until he drops dead on a football field. Like it's just <laughs> like, like he, he it's I don't understand it. I really don't how he is still able to it's do what he's man. doing. It's it's incredible, and I, I don't know, man. Like they're gonna have to carry him off the field at some point. Like yeah. he's just he's just not gonna stop. I, I mean, I'm not gonna, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. So there were those years where he threw the 50 touchdowns, where yeah. it was like he's in his prime now. Prior to that, when he was like the defense was, you know, yeah, the, probably the bigger reason why they won Super Bowls. He now looks better than even the 50 touchdown. I mean. 
the arm strength, the ball placement, the pocket manipulate, like he still has enough physically where he's able to use that as well as everything he's absorbed over the last 20 years. That's what I was just going to say. I mean, that ex- geez, that ex- dude. The, the experience, you can clearly see uh, there was that one play. What was it? It was like a handoff where he turns and the blitzer is like right in his face. But then he just dumps the ball right to where he was going anyways. Yeah. He just was like, yep, I know what I know. I see the blitz. Here we go. Boom. Done. Let's get a five yard, 10 yard. Yeah. Game. Like, it's, it's just like. It's shit. insane. <laughs> I just, you, you know what, though? I don't think I've ever been as good at anything as Tom Brady is at playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm no. serious. So like. Yeah. But I just think of it like, have you ever played like a video game that you get like you get too good at and you're like bored with it? You're like, oh, it's not a challenge. Like I beat it five times on the yeah. hardest level or whatever. How is he still having fun? Like I'm not nearly <laughs> as good at the things that I do and I get bored with it. Like this dude is just I mean, he 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 looks he, he before pre-snap. He knows exactly what a defense is going to do. Yeah. Just manipulates that. He may be a sociopath is what it is. That, that <laughs> honestly might has to be him what it is. I mean, Kawhi Leonard might get along. Very yeah. Well. Like, dude, there's no way you're still having fun. Like, dude, you're you're just too good. There's it's, it doesn't seem like it's a challenge anymore. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I totally agree. But that is that is my overreaction. Is that someone's gonna have to they're they're gonna have to wheel him off the field. You're not wrong. They're gonna have to put like a you know an age limit uh, yeah. for, to get him out of the league. <laughs> uh, let's uh let's finish up here. Seattle at Minnesota. This should be an entertaining game. Um, but I'm going Seattle on the road. The Vikings, I mean, just some heartbreakers, man, which has just been entertaining as hell to see. But uh, I'm going with Seattle. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with the Vikings here. First home game of the year. It's a game that they absolutely need. Uh, the Seahawks secondary is still the Seahawks secondary, and I love, I, you know, say what you want, the Vikings, that receiving core may be the, the best in the league. I mean, they're they're phenomenal. So I think, yeah. uh, and, and Kirk, honestly, Kirk hasn't looked bad. Like, through two games, he's looked better than – I think last year, not saying like if the season and now, but I'm just saying like, he doesn't seem to be making as many mistakes. Like he's not the reason they're losing Yeah. as I'm watching these games. Like he looks, Agreed. he looks good. Uh, I'm, I'm going Vikings in the upset there. If it's even an upset first home game, maybe a wash in yeah, Vegas give me, odds. Give me first half Russ any day of the week. Yeah, that's uh, true too. That's true too. Green Bay at San Francisco for the Sunday night game, um, which, you know, uh, it's going to be a good one. Frank, and uh, I just, I don't know about you. I found it kind of funny where Aaron Rodgers was like, he's given a lot of lip service to like being like, ah, well, you know, forget. He was talking to Pat McAfee and he's like, screw those guys who, you know, talk shit about, you know, the team. Dude, he put up three points in the first game of the season and you threw like what, like a hundred interceptions and you just beat the Lions at home. Like, Let's let's pump the brakes a little bit here, kid. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That being said, I'm going with the 49ers. Uh, I'm going with the 49ers, too. I mean, they have just owned the Green Bay Packers and and, and not for nothing. Green Bay hasn't had a great pass rush for defense is bad, man. Their defense defense looks bad. And I think Kyle Shanahan's cooking up a run. I mean, they're running the ball 80 times against the (laughs) against the Packers. They're just going to put a helmet on, on Trey Sermon and just say, listen, just just. Run straight ahead. Run, You'll yeah, be fine. Just, you, exactly. We, we know you can't see where you're going, but just just close just your eyes. Go. We'll get you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I'm I'm going Niners as well. And then uh, our Monday night game, which you know, I th- I think Monday night, you know, this seems like an entertaining game. Uh, Eagles and Cowboys. Um, Frank, who who are you taking in this one? 
I'm going with the boys. I'm going with the boys. I, the Eagles offensively, it, it's one of those things where just like I, I said, I said it with a couple of teams, like week one looked great. Week two looked eh. So to be they're somewhere in the middle. And I don't think that gets it done against this Cowboys offense because it's weird of a get like, I know that game was only 2017, but they, both of those teams were moving the ball like crazy with the Cowboys and the Chargers. Like that game should have been like 40 points each. It was insane. So like the Cowboys offense is still here. And I just don't, I I don't know if the, if the Eagles have it in them to match what the Cowboys bring offensively. Yeah. I'm still looking to see if I can trust uh, Jalen Hurts as as an actual quarterback, as opposed to fantasy fantasy. Yeah. Play him, play him anywhere. Um, but I want to see if he can actually win some of these games. But uh, so that being said, I'm going to I'm going to trust the quarterback position with Dak. I'm going I'm going with the Cowboys as well. Yeah. Uh, and that'll do it for this edition of the Corked Up podcast. Um, obviously talking Justin Fields, uh, all of our picks. Go check out our fantasy episode as well if you want some advice there. If you have any questions, always hit us up on Twitter. Uh, leave us some comments, likes, all that good stuff. Uh, Frank, talk to you next week and we'll dissect. Justin Fields, 500-yard passing game and seven-touchdown game. You're goddamn right. He's breaking the record. Listen here, Aaron Rodgers. You're lucky you're getting old and you're on your way out because this is the year where we have a quarterback. This is the era right here. Talk right into that camera, Frank. Right Right here. All right? You you see me looking at you, Aaron? I know you're you're terrified. That's exactly why you're leaving. You were in that offseason panicking. You said they got Justin Fields. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't reach. They didn't go to number two to get Zach Wilson's bum ass. They got Justin Fields. I'm petrified. I'm leaving. I'm going to the AFC. <laughs> I don't know what else, what else to say from that, but uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, watch your back. Packers fans, <laughs> you're fucking dead. All right? That's it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Later, Later everybody.